Hello, uh, my name is Seth Maskett. I'm a professor of political science and director of the Center on American Politics at the University of Denver. And I'm Jennifer Victor. I'm an associate professor of political science in the Shar School of Policy and Government at George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. So if you threatened to murder your new colleagues, what would you expect to happen to you? Um, you know, that's that sort of thing kind of happened in Congress just recently with uh, newly elected Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. Um, she has made a number of statements, some uh, very violent in nature, um, about some of her colleagues, uh, a number of anti-Semitic statements and a number of other very bombastic statements, which raises the question, who actually polices members of Congress? Is this something that Congress itself should do? Should their political parties do it? Should they just leave voters up to do it? We're going to get into that a little bit. So I think we should start with just like basic, you know, Congress is organized with two main institutions. They've got political parties and they've got committees. I mean, I'm oversimplifying a lot here, but those are the two primary institutions that help members of Congress get their stuff done, right? And um, they're both in play here. And I mean, I think if we're thinking about why did Republicans um, not want to sanction Marjorie Taylor Greene for all of her outlandish behavior. Like they're willing to tell her she was wrong and she you know, shouldn't have said those things. And they're willing to openly criticize her, but they're not willing to actually use one of the very few tools at their disposal for sort of punishing a member in their ranks, right? So why would party leader like Kevin McCarthy be willing or unwilling to use one of those tools to help keep his members in line and, and, and tell the other members, this is not okay, you can't do this behavior. And I think the basic answer there is, when you're a party leader, your number one job is to either maintain the majority if you're in the majority, or in this case, to get in the majority, right? You want the most seats possible. And so McCarthy is trying his darndest to hold together a coalition of Republicans that on the one end includes these you know, wackos like Marjorie Taylor Greene. And on the other hand, on the other end includes, you know, uh, these uh, moderate sort of traditional conservatives like uh, Liz Cheney, who they decided to keep in the leadership. So it's interesting to think about just what tools are available to Congress for actually disciplining members. I mean, there aren't many. You can expel a member. It takes two thirds of the chamber to do that. That's only been done, I think, 20 times in U.S. history, and 15 of those were associated with the Confederacy. Um, so that's pretty rare. And, and more often what we see is a party kind of policing its own members by stripping them of their committee service. Um, why do why would members care about committee service? Being on a committee is very useful. It's good for getting attention. It's good for securing uh, fundraising goals. It's good if you have policy goals, if you want to get anything done, it can be very valuable to be on a committee. Um, and traditionally, when on those few occasions where a party strips its own members of their committee assignments, um, that's how a party boots them out. That's what Democrats did with Cynthia McKinney. That's what Republicans did with Steve King. Um, that just sort of says, okay, you're cut off from a lot of avenues that you would need for reelection. And you're on the way out and they kind of get that signal and they rarely run for reelection under those circumstances. Um, there's some question whether someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene really needs committee service to get done what she plans to get done in Congress. She doesn't come in with many policy goals. Um, her main thing seems to be just kind of a to be a thorn in the side of Democrats and to to own the libs. And she doesn't necessarily need to be on committees to do that. She's obviously been very good at getting a lot of press for herself without any committee work. 
Um, but you know, the question still remains, um, you know, if she, now that she has been stripped of committee service, not by her party, um, but by the chamber, um, does, you know, does that actually hurt her career? Um, will that signal to her that it's time to leave or will that just be something else that she can, uh, use to complain about? Yeah, I think you're right that she's not the type of member of Congress who particularly needs or values committee service. Like she's not going to be policy oriented. She's attention oriented and, and sort of politics oriented. But I wonder too, if, um, you know, she doesn't want the the punishment. She doesn't want to to be publicly admonished by her party. Um, but I also think that she represents the the segment of the Republican Party that's very anti-democratic, right? So she's breaking all of these democratic norms, and she doesn't want to be punished for breaking those democratic norms because she's representing the part of the party that doesn't really believe in democracy that much. Um, and so it seems like the Republican Party is now you know, struggling with this growing anti-democratic faction in their party. If we think about the last time they went through this process where they actually did strip a member of, of uh, their committee assignments, that was Steve King in 2019. Well, what's happened since then? Uh, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene is a similar kind of figure to, to Steve King, um, in some ways more extreme than she than he was. But, uh, you know, since then there was an election. And what happened during that election? Well, that, you know, extremist part of the of the party got even larger. And so the party leaders like McCarthy are even less willing to, to sanction that behavior and, and be more welcoming of non-democracy, I guess. Yeah, uh, Marjorie Taylor uh, Greene goes out and you get Lauren Boebert in and you get Madison Cawthorn and others who are willing to take up a, a very similar mantle and suggesting that that's actually the ascendant part of the party.